Hello, fellow HSP wellness warriors, and welcome back to our podcast. It's so great to be back with you all after our break. I'm Tanya. And I'm Daphne. And today we're going to take some time to reflect on the past year. And I know that for myself and for many of my clients, last year was quite a journey for all of us. And as highly sensitive people, it's important to acknowledge our experiences and honor our growth. Before we begin today, if you don't already follow or subscribe to this show, please take a moment to do that now. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it's such an easy way for you to show your support. By following our show, you're telling podcast platforms that this is worth listening to, which means they are going to put it in front of more people in the coming year. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in with us and for your support. Please follow and support the show now if you're not already doing it. Thank you so much, Daphne, for bringing that up. It's so important. So it's a new year, January 2024, and it seems like more and more people are starting to let go of the practice of setting New Year's resolutions. I know that I am definitely one of them because, you know, collectively we are really kind of sick and tired of failing to follow through on these promises that we make to ourselves. But that doesn't mean that we can't benefit from creating some rituals as we head into the new year. And for me, especially I've learned over the past few years that reflecting on the past year is a really great way to celebrate our successes, no matter how small we think they might be, and to also acknowledge our challenges and what we've faced in the past year, and also a way to kind of pave the way for a more mindful and fulfilling year ahead, thinking about where we want to be and what our journey might look like. But before we get into our reflections, let's really talk about why taking the time to reflect is really so important, especially for HSPs like us. Because reflection isn't just a mental exercise, it's really an emotional and physical process. And going through it can really deeply impact our overall well being. Oh, that's so right, Tanya. Reflecting on our experiences allows us to process the emotions that are associated with them. And I think this is something that we neglect all too often, or at least it's something that I have to really make a conscious effort to do. And as HSPs, we tend to absorb and process stimuli more deeply. This means that our emotional responses can be more intense. I know mine often seem more intense than some of the people around me. (laughs) (laughs) And um, taking the time to reflect helps us navigate these emotions and to find our balance again. 
And one of the reasons why Tanya and I took a break from producing new podcast episodes together over the last few months was because I needed extra time and space to process the emotions of my youngest kiddo heading off to college this past September. And I found that that was such an intense experience for me that I really had to lighten up my workload in order to process how I felt instead of just letting those intense emotions cause me to turn towards what could be potentially self-sabotaging behaviors, doing things like overworking, you know, like escaping into my work, binge watching, you know, Netflix, um, any number of things. And And we often turn to those kinds of things in an effort to just try to feel better in the moment because we have strong emotions. So it was a stressful time for me, and I took the time to do a seasonal cleanse, to allow myself more time to rest and reflect, and it was really necessary But I can say that I'm so glad to be back here now, and I was really looking forward to. Luckily, Tanya and I kept in touch, you know, throughout that break, and we still talk to each other regularly, but it was good to give myself a little extra time and space. Yeah, I totally agree, Daphne. And, you know, clearly I knew everything that you were going through, Um, but, you know, I also needed to take a step back as well. You know, I have been going through some things in my own life as well. Um, My struggle, I'll just mention it briefly and we can talk about it more at a later date, but my struggle with um, depression was really coming, um, kind of coming to the front of everything that I was doing. And so it was really helpful for me to kind of take a step back and reassess where I am on that, on that journey and to make some adjustments in my life. And by doing that, taking that kind of extra time for me, even if it's something as small as, you know, putting the podcast on, on pause for, for a couple of months, um, really made a big difference for me. And so, you know, I feel like taking that time for reflection, it not only has, you know, uh, emotional benefits, but it has physical benefits, especially for us as HSPs as well. And, you know, research has shown that chronic stress can have a more significant impact on highly sensitive people. And so finding healthy ways to process and release that stress is really crucial for our overall health. And so wherever we can kind of find those ways to take the the breaks from something here and there to give us a little bit more space to I'll just say breathe for myself, right? Some more space to, to breathe, um, can really make a a big difference. I think Mm, that sure feels true to me, Tanya. I mean, I can really relate to that. And I think that's, um, that connection between, being HSP and the effects of chronic stress, I think that's another reason why periods of anxiety are so common among highly sensitive people. And it's why we really benefit from taking care of ourselves 
mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Like we really have to address our whole selves. And historically, taking time for reflection has been an important part of many cultures, many different spiritual practices, from ancient philosophies to uh, modern mindfulness techniques, which come from ancient (laughs) practices. The act of reflecting on our experiences is really valuable for its ability to promote self-awareness, growth, and healing. I'm so glad that you mentioned that fact, Daphne, historically, because I feel like in the world that we live in now, the culture that we live in, there's so much emphasis placed on what's ahead of us and what we need to accomplish and what we, you know, what success in in, in air quotes <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of is supposed to look like. And so you know, there's not as much emphasis on looking at where we were as opposed to where we're going. And so I think that by engaging in this practice of reflection that we're not only able to honor our past, but it also really gives us valuable insights that guide us into the future. And, you know, as always on a journey of reflection, we need to remember (laughs) always, always, always to approach it with kindness and curiosity, which is one of my favorite Mm. um, ways to be as I get older, especially really engaging in curiosity as opposed to judgment and just a willingness to learn from our experiences and all the things that have brought us to where we are right now. Uh, Tanya, and you know, when you were also in there, something I thought about was the importance of reflecting on our past, of thinking about where we're headed. And then also one other thing I would add in there, which goes along with approaching things with kindness and curiosity, is how for us to to think about how are we actually showing up in our lives right now? You know, and that and that was, I mean, for us, for you and me, when we when we decided to take that little break, it was because we were aware of how we were showing up and what was going on beneath the surface and really wanting to allow ourselves to address that. And um as we dive into this reflection today, I want to really encourage our listeners to approach this process with gentleness, with self-compassion, because this is not about judging ourselves. It's not about comparing our journey to others, but instead it's about embracing our unique path. Yeah. And, you know, you and I both know that comparing journeys to comparing our personal journeys to other people's is a really slippery slope. Yeah. And so that's something to always be aware of, I feel like. And it's such a great point to share. So um, so I'll, I'll start, I think, by sharing my kind of reflection on the past year, Daphne, if that's okay with you. Sure. Uh, you know, I did mention that, um, you know, I, I do have depression. And that's something that I'm coming to terms with uh, more and more as I get older and realizing how that's affecting my life in, in what different ways. 
And for me, part of this, I'll say realization for lack of a better term at the moment, for me, it's really been a, a year of profound spiritual growth and inner healing. And I'm at the point now in my life where I'm really dedicating myself to working through a lot of childhood trauma and just really seeking as much clarity as I can in my life and just letting go on almost like a, a visceral level, for lack of a better term, letting go of a lot of deeply rooted pain that's lingered in my life for far too long. Mm -hmm. And it is challenging. It's, you know, there's definitely ups and downs. It's like a roller coaster all the time. Um, but it's also really rewarding and one that is constantly kind of reshaping my understanding of myself, my understanding of my family and, you know, the DNA and the energy that's inside of me from all of these, you know, people in my life that I came from. And as a result, really reshaping my understanding of the world around me as well. Mm. And I've understood you know, right. We, under, we understand logically, right. And I've understand, I've understood logically for many years that healing is not a linear path, right. It's not a straight line from A to B. Mm -hmm. um, but this past year, I've really come to understand that and feel it on an emotional level. And in, in many ways, just being okay with it, right. Just being okay with that. This is how it looks for me. And, you know, healing is filled with a lot of twists and turns and highs and lows and more moments of doubt than moments of clarity so far. Um, but, you know, there have been times when I've been really overwhelmed by the weight of my past and where I've come from and who I've come from. And other times when I've experienced some really profound breakthroughs that kind of feel like they came out of nowhere um, but clearly they didn't because it's been, you know, it's always, I'm always working on it, even when I'm not working on it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, these breakthroughs have really filled me with a lot of hope and renewed purpose. And so, you know, I'm just learning to embrace the process and trusting that each step, no matter how small is really leading me towards being more whole, right? Like you mentioned earlier, Daphne, it's, it's all of these parts and it's really the, the whole of it. Um, when we kind of embrace that, I feel like is when we really start to feel the change I'll say for myself. Um, and you know, I've always been a really impatient person, especially my husband, he, <laughs> he's extremely patient. And so he points out to me often how impatient I am. Oh, I can relate to that so much. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's also about being patient with myself, right? Showing myself yeah. the same compassion and understanding that I would, you know, to a friend like you, Daphne, um, you know, having that same compassion for myself. And so, you know, I'm just learning that all of this perfectionism that I was brought up with, right? That everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect or you're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of kindness if things aren't perfect. And so it's it's a sickness and it's one that's really hard to cure ourselves from. 
Um, but I'm trying to embrace imperfection uh, a little more every day. And that just comes from, you know, trusting in my intuition, right? And kind of surrendering to the flow of that with an open mind and an open heart. And honestly, I'm just grateful for another year uh, in this life and for every step of the journey that I've taken so far. And, um, you know, just knowing that every challenge, every breakthrough is bringing me closer to who I'm supposed to be. Wow, Tanya, that, that really, that struck a <laughs> Was deep... Was that a lot? <laughs> no, that stuck a, struck such a deep chord for me. I actually have tears in my eyes right now um, when you started talking about the perfection piece and and um, and that that needing to be perfect in order to get love and all of that. And that really struck a chord for me. And I, I know that both of us have a lot of... <laughs> er, early, early trauma stuff that yeah. that we work through in our lives. And um, I just think you are such a beautiful person. And I'm so thankful <laughs> to have you. And I'm so thankful that we get to share our journey um, with each other. <laughs> yes. And our larger community. <laughs> and um, I really, I just so relate to that, the importance of learning how to surrender and let go of perfectionism and judgments actually you know i surrender is one of my words for this year <laughs> you know as i've been as i've been navigating into the new year i've and i've been reflecting on you know what are the things that i w- want to embody this year or what are the things that i really want to to work on and surrender was a big one and and a lot of that has to do with sur- surrendering around the idea of doing things perfectly. And um, it's such a journey. (laughs) And I'm sure that many of our listeners can also relate to aspects of of what you shared. I know for myself, if I'm going to be completely honest, this past year felt really messy for me. And, you know, and a lot of that was I was putting so much pressure on myself to figure out how to replace the income that I lost from the part-time clinical health coaching job that I had had been doing for a number of years. And so I spent a lot of this past year experiencing fears around money, especially now, you know, I've got two kids in college now and that's expensive and, and they're, you know, and they're having to foot the bill themselves a lot. And luckily I've gotten some help from being good students in high school, but, um, but for myself, you know, growing up with two parents that were raised, they both came from extreme poverty and and having my mom just having been here over the holidays and hearing again about, you know, even when she was a kid and, you know, the time that she went into a store and told the, the manager, I'm going to go and steal a stick of butter and I don't even remember what else you like and this and this so that I can go home and feed myself and my seven siblings. And um, man, it, just hearing these stories over and over again makes it so easy for me to be afraid <laughs> when it comes to yeah. money and to come from that. It's... 
you know, and and to be able to appreciate the abundance that I already have in my life instead of getting stuck in this, you know, energy of fear and lack, it takes so much work. I feel like though, I'll just I'll just add that a lot of the work that I've been doing is really looking at things like that, right? Like where we come from. And so when we come, you know, physically, emotionally, right? The energy, all the things that your mom was through, went through, your dad went through, their parents and so on, that lives inside of you. Yeah. And so that's, you know, just like for me, you know, it lives inside of me. And so it's part of who we are. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's perfectly understandable to why you would, you know, embody that sort of fear because it's living inside of you. Yeah. So think, you know, you know, to have a lot of compassion for yourself around that and kind of understand that that's, you know, you have that connection. I just want you to, you know, have a lot of compassion and self-love for yourself when it comes to that, because I know how deeply it affects you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, I think that I, I really feel that these things like where we come from in our earlier experiences, it's like we experience it in our DNA and on a cellular level in our bodies. And there are, you know, there are some, sometimes, I mean, I think that, yes, we can acknowledge it and we can have compassion for ourselves, for our parents. And then there's also a piece of not, always having to take on other other people's experiences as our own. Mm-hmm. And and I found that that's easier in some areas of my life than others. And just to, to give a quick example of it, you know, I also grew up hearing like horror stories of my mom uh, going through birth with me and how yep. incredibly hard <laughs> and and I mean she pretty, she kind of flipped out when I told her that I was going to do home births with my kids (laughs) because Mm -hmm. she had so much kind of fear and trauma around her own pregnancies and birth processes. And back then, and I was, you know, 30-ish when I, early 30s when I had my kids. And I felt really clear at that time that her stories were not my own. And I could I could have a different experience. And um, and that was, for some reason, a lot easier than the money thing. I don't know why the money yeah. part is such a harder one for me. Yeah. But um, navigating all of the feelings, you know, navigating those feelings around money and stuff while also reflecting on my my own new identity now that my kids are no longer living at home um and also this past year like just in in talking about this past year for myself and reflecting on it i've had to step into a whole new identity you know of of being an empty nester not having my kids at home anymore navigating, you know, fears around money, and then also going through the huge hormonal changes as a woman that is transitioning into menopause has been enough to leave me feeling like a hot mess (laughs) 
a lot of 2023. Yeah. And, um, and I know you're, you're right there with me with that. Like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're the same age. We know, we know what it's like. (laughs) And, um, and with all of that being said, like you, I really embrace this journey and all the growth that comes with it. And I love a good challenge. And, and so the challenges keep me dedicated to my own personal and spiritual growth. It makes me much more determined, you know, to keep going with my business um, and to be able, you know, for both of us to be able to share what we've learned over our own, like the past 30 years of being on this like personal and spiritual growth path that we have been on and the importance of surrounding ourselves with other people, you know, like you, our other peers, as well as, you know, the, the students and clients that we work with, that we surround ourselves with, where we're all collectively doing this work. Um, one of my, I will say, one of my business coaches recently said to me, problems can't exist without solutions. Yep. Oh, I love that. I was like, ooh, I did too. I heard that and I was like, oh, that's a good one to kind of feel into when we're struggling, um, that there's going to be a solution. So this year I am dedicated to approaching my business, my personal relationships, and just my life in general with a sense of trust and love and also surrender, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's so beautiful, Daphne. Thank you for sharing all of that. You know, I love how how open and honest we both feel we can be not only with each other, but, you know, also with whoever is listening. And I know that that can sometimes be difficult depending on, you know, where you are in your life. But like you said, you know, 30 plus years experience of being on this journey. And I really feel like, you know, I don't have anything to hide my, you know, life (laughs) is too short. And, you know, if me talking about, you know, my depression or my relationship or whatever it is, if it's going to help somebody else, then, you know, there's absolutely no reason to keep it to ourselves. And so, you're right. It's all about embracing the journey and finding growth in every experience, no matter how big and how small or how small. And that's not to trivialize any of it because a lot of it is hard. Yeah, absolutely, Tanya. <laughs> we are not trying to sell anything, anything easy because it is not. <laughs> absolutely, Tanya. So now that we have shared the deeper, darker parts of yes. our experiences, <laughs> let's give our listeners a path to follow as they reflect on their own past year. <laughs> yes, I love that, Daphne. So I would say first is to take the time to celebrate your successes. Like we said, no matter how big or how small, we just want to take time to acknowledge our efforts and our achievements. Um, and when I say no matter how big or how small, maybe you remember, you know, you had a disagreement or an argument with your partner and, you know, you were able to step back and take a breath and not let it escalate. Mm. You know, just something like that can be huge, even if it seems like something small. Um 
Absolutely. Or maybe you were able to apologize afterwards if it did escalate. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Or say, I'm sorry, or, you know, explain, communicate. You know, I was really, you know, I didn't sleep well and I was in a bad mood and I took it out on you, but I love you, you know, and I'll try harder next time not to do that. Or, you know, whatever it is, just, you know, anything small like that, I call them small, but they're really not small. But I think you know what I mean. I do. And um, that's so true, Tanya. And we need to acknowledge what has worked for us in our lives, you know, on those day-to-day levels, because celebrating our successes reminds us of our strengths and capabilities. And, And that's I think really important for us. It's easy to doubt ourselves. It's easy to feel overwhelmed by our emotions. But when we reflect on our successes, we are reaffirming our abilities. We're reaffirming our resilience. And that's empowering. Absolutely, Daphne. It's really, I think, about recognizing the value of our efforts, right? That we're actually putting effort into it and the positive impact that these efforts are having in our lives, whether it's, you know, completing a challenging project or, you know, working towards, like you said, navigating being an empty nester or overcoming a fear. And, you know, I say overcoming, I don't, I don't really know about that. Just acknowledging that you have that fear and navigating it, I would say, mm. as opposed to overcoming it. Mm-hmm. I think that that's awareness is a lot more important than yeah. trying to conquer, quote unquote, conquer something, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that simply making that progress. Um, and, you know, each, each success, we'll call it a success, deserves to be acknowledged and celebrated, I think. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe uh, it's more of making peace with like our fears. Yeah, not, there you go. And and not allowing them to completely dominate our existence. Perfect. So let's also not forget that celebrating our successes can inspire others. So when we are part of a community that that values empathy and support, when we are able to share our own achievements, that can actually encourage others on their own journeys. You know, we can make those good examples for each other of how we can celebrate ourselves and each other. And it's a, I think it's a great way that we can foster a culture of positivity and growth amongst ourselves. Uh, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, to our listeners, if you would like to, when you're done with the podcast, just take a moment, you know, find 10 minutes in your day to just sit down and kind of think back on the past calendar year and, you know, just write them down or maybe share them with a friend. Um, If you'd like to share them with us, with me and Daphne, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Um, You know, you are part of our community and, you know, so we'd love to interact with you and, and hear you know, maybe something that you'd like to celebrate from the last year. And, or if you're not into that, you know, you can just take a quiet moment to acknowledge them within yourself. Just sit down and close your eyes and think back. The main point is, is that you deserve to celebrate your victories. And 
you know, we just want you to know, Daphne and I want you to know that we are here cheering you on for every step of the way. Absolutely. Um, I think it's so important. So yes, dear listeners, take some time and don't just, you know, not just to mentally acknowledge your successes, but that's also important, but see if you can actually take in and embrace the feelings of accomplishment. I think that's so important. Like we need to not just connect things on a mental level, but we need to connect with the feeling of success and accomplishment so that that can fuel our journey moving forward. So once you have reflected on your successes, the next step is to actually allow yourself to acknowledge your challenges. You know, Tanya and I started out today here (laughs) acknowledging the challenges that we faced this year, this past year. Think about what obstacles did you face in your own life? What difficult things did you have to navigate? How did you navigate them? And recognizing our challenges is a powerful way to, again, honor our strength and resilience to, you know, acknowledge like, yeah, I had successes and I had to navigate some pretty tough stuff. And when we acknowledge that, it it is allowing us to tap into knowing that we have the ability to overcome the hard stuff in life because we're all going to have that hard stuff coming up. Yeah, it's it's unavoidable, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's such an important step to take the time to make those acknowledgments, Daphne and you know, I will just say that I can't speak for anyone else, but, you know, whatever challenges I faced, you know, this past year, I'm still here, mm-hmm. right? And so that in, exe- that in itself is a success. And so I'm acknowledging that, right? I'm acknowledging that everything that I faced this last year, I overcame it enough to be here right now with you in this moment. And so you know, acknowledging that it allows us to confront a lot of the difficult emotions and situations that we go through to kind of face them head on, right? Instead of hiding from them or running from them. And that's empowering and healing. Absolutely. Every challenge that we face shapes us in some way, whether it is teaching us a lesson Um, that will serve us (laughs) moving forward in the future, whether it is just strengthening our resolve or showing us the capacity that we have to be resilient, you know, even though we're highly sensitive and that even though we struggle and we feel things so strongly, we are still resilient and we still get through really hard stuff. For sure. And, you know, As always, let's not forget that making these acknowledgments as well of challenges is also an act of self-compassion and, you know, to know that it's okay to struggle, right? It's okay to feel overwhelmed and having acceptance around that because recognizing and accepting our challenges and the fact that we struggle them 
it means that we're practicing kindness towards ourselves and that we are actively nurturing our emotional well-being. It's when we deny things or when we say, I shouldn't be feeling this way. You know, what's wrong with me? Why am I sad? You know, I shouldn't be feeling sad. I have X, Y, and Z. That is, for me personally, that's not okay. Yeah. And so recognizing the fact that I do feel a certain way is practicing kindness to myself and I'm nurturing where I need to be. Mm, we can be so hard on ourselves. <laughs> so for the listeners, you know, take some time, reflect on the challenges you've faced, write them down, share them with someone you trust, or simply take, you know, again, a few minutes just to sit with them, you know, and, and allow yourself to, to be with that and acknowledge that. And remember, it's not just about the challenges themselves, right? It's also about how you navigated them. And, you know, did you learn something about yourself in the process? Um, I feel like that's always a little bonus if you can look back and say, oh, I learned, you know, X, Y, and Z about myself going through this challenge. And they're just all important aspects to consider as you're reflecting back. Definitely. Um just being able to acknowledge that that everything that we go through in life is shaping who you are <laughs> and that um, we are strong, we are resilient, we are capable of overcoming or there's that word again, that overcoming things. We are yeah. capable of navigating whatever comes our way. For sure. And I think with that, Daphne, Next, we want to focus on the areas of growth, right? So how have we evolved over the past year? What lessons have we learned? You know, growth often comes from our challenges. And so we don't want to overlook any wisdom that we might have gained from these difficult experiences. And that's hard, right? When we're going through something difficult, and even though we've gotten through it, we don't necessarily want to think about it again, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And so just having awareness around that fact, um, I think it's a delicate balance. And so, but it really can be a way to, especially for highly sensitive people, this idea of introspection, it, I think it can be really profound. And, you know, because we do have that depth of processing that allows us to reflect deeply on our experiences and our emotions. And, you know, I, I think we should be, I hate that. I hate that word should, <laughs> I think it's okay to look back on difficult, difficult experiences and um, as, as a way to navigate things that might come up in the future. Mm -hmm. Um. Growth isn't just about achieving external milestones. It's also includes the internal shifts and transformations that we've gone through. And um, yeah, <laughs> just the, I would say just for myself, just this week, I had a pretty significant personal breakthrough with my partner and it came from the insight that we gained from reflecting on our challenges. Oh, I love that, Daphne. 
That's helpful to know, I think, especially for people who are listening. It's helpful for me too. <laughs> and, you know, as, as HSPs, we do often find, you know, growth through these challenges. I think every obstacle we overcome, it all contributes to our journey. And so it's just important, I think, for us not to overlook that wisdom that we have gained um, and how far we've come, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, we can move to the next step now, which is that last but never least is practicing self-compassion that, you know, we, we look at where we've been this year. We look at our challenges, we look at the growth and then, then we get to practice self-compassion with ourselves. And that means that we um, really, I loved it when you used the word curiosity earlier, that we approach ourselves with gentleness, with understanding, with curiosity, with love towards ourselves. Um, our heightened emotional responses means that we can sometimes very easily become incredibly critical of ourselves. You were talking about that just a, uh, a yeah. few minutes ago, that how easy it is. Oh, I should have this. I should have that. I should know better. I shouldn't do this. I should, that we can be so very hard on ourselves at times. And so it's, we're not going to do it perfectly. Like, even though I said I had a, I had a breakthrough, I had an insight with my partner and, um, you know, and then, it, and it felt, it was so beautiful and so wonderful and so cathartic. And I had a really good cry. And then the next day we woke up and we were both kind of pissy that day because <laughs> neither of us slept well. And it was like, mm -hmm. and I felt myself like immediately want to push back into the, to my, my guarded. Yeah. Being hard on myself, being hard on him. And, um, and so we, we got to be compassionate with ourselves. And, and I think that I found for myself that the more I truly am compassionate with myself, the more I am compassionate with the people around me. That is a hundred percent true, Daphne. I find that in my own life as well. And, you know, having that compassion for ourselves and for others I feel like it's really just about acknowledging our humanity, right? It's about embracing imperfections with kindness and treating ourselves, you know, once again, with that same kindness that we would often offer to a friend rather than to ourselves, a friend in need or a friend who's, who's going through something challenging. Mm, that's such a great way of, of uh, putting it. So I think a lot of times we hold ourselves to really high standards. We can be our own harshest critics. And, and this is where if we take the time to acknowledge our successes, acknowledge the progress that we've made and how far we've come and the hard things that we have navigated in our lives, then, um, then, you know, we know that we're doing the best that we can with the resources and knowledge that we have in any given moment, and we can be kind to ourselves. That's true. You know, we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, 
I think it's also too important to acknowledge that, you know, self-compassion isn't just some sort of social media, you know, feel good concept, right? It has real tangible benefits for our well-being. Mm. And, you know, research has shown that practicing self-compassion, you know, improves our mental health, it improves our physical health, our emotional health, and, you know, by doing that, we actually have a more positive outlook in our life by just being that having that compassion with ourselves. And when I say self-compassion, I don't mean 100% self-compassion all the time because, you know, that's just not realistic, right? right? I think it's about noticing and having that awareness when we are being unusually hard on ourselves or, you know, unreasonably hard on our partner or someone else in our life. And just having that ability to kind of step back and say, whoa, where's that coming from? Yeah. You know, and that's where my curiosity comes in. Mm, yes, absolutely. And um, oh, just being able to take in for ourselves, for each other, that we, each and every one of us, is worthy of love and kindness. <laughs> And, and especially, you know, giving it to ourselves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not just especially, but giving it to ourselves so that we can receive it from others as well. Because yeah. if we don't really take that in, in our heart, if we don't allow ourselves to take it in, I am worthy of love. I'm worthy of kindness. Um, then again, it's really hard to take it in when, when other people offer us love and kindness Yeah, that we discount things then, because if we, we, we do. have to believe it in ourselves and like, like you said, not every minute of every day, it's not realistic. Yeah. We're not always going to walk around in the, I'm worthy of love and kindness yes. and I'm beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> I, and you know, I just want to add briefly that you know, I, I can't once again speak for anyone else, but I think I can I can speak for myself and I think I might be able to speak for you a little bit as well, where, you know, if you weren't taught that growing up, then you have to relearn it on your own. Mm. And so when you have to relearn something like this on your own, self-compassion, being kind to yourself, being less critical of yourself, um, giving yourself grace for making mistakes allowing yourself not to be perfect and having that not be a condition for being valued or loved, you know, it's a process. Mm -hmm. This is not, so, you know, this is something that in a perfect world would come from your family. But I think more often than not, it doesn't because if it did, we would be living in a much different world than we're living in now. And so just acknowledging that, that why it is so hard for so many of us to have that compassion and why we have to work so hard at being kind to ourselves, that it's okay, right? It's okay. I know that it's hard. Daphne knows that it's hard um, and that there's nothing wrong with us because mm -hmm. we can find it so difficult. Um, 
you know, when you have to teach yourself something, sometimes it takes decades. Yeah. You know, and it is what it is. Yeah. This stuff, you know, all of these things that this is, it is, we'll say it again. It's a journey. This is not, you know, it's not about this, the destination. It's about the journey itself. Mm -hmm. And, and these are lifelong practices. These are, you know, things that we can keep coming back to that we can, you know, keep refining. And, um, I, I love, you know, that, that idea of approaching approaching ourselves with a sense of curiosity, I think that there's um, kind of a fierce gentleness in that. <laughs> like we're we're fiercely dedicated to to you know doing the work, to reflecting, and to um, also being really gentle and loving with ourselves and forgiving ourselves for all the, the little and big mistakes we make along the way. Mm-hmm while also celebrating all of the successes, little and big, that we make along the way. So my wish for all of us is that this practice brings us clarity and peace and a renewed sense of purpose as we continue our journey into 2024. So before we sign off, we want to express our deepest gratitude for your continued support And for being part of our highly sensitive community, your presence and your engagement means the world to us. And if you haven't already, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast to stay updated on our latest episodes. Subscribing is a really great way to ensure that you never miss an episode. And it also helps us to reach more listeners who might benefit from some of these discussions that Daphne and I have. So... If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review and know that your feedback is really invaluable to us. It helps us to improve our content and to reach more people who can benefit from this message of healing. Daphne and I are so happy to be back with you after navigating our personal challenges over the past (laughs) year, and we're looking forward to sharing a lot more meaningful conversations with you and reflections over 2024. So everybody, that's all for today. Thanks for hanging with us. Until next time, stay mindful, stay compassionate, keep embracing your sensitivity and be curious. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.